Greetings, wrestling fans, and welcome to Squared Circle Society. I am Flesh Wound Dan, joined by Producer Todd. Good evening. We were in the wrong places, so I fixed that. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. It's all good. It's all good. How are you doing tonight? Busy. Tired. Annoyed. Busy. Tops, Todd's working on the AI that is going to destroy us all. <laughs> I don't think so. You want to uh, see what I'm working on? There you go. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> More on that later. But uh, yeah, top secret. It's all sorts of secret, cool Dan. Don't make it all weird. <laughs> don't make it a thing. Yes. You're, you're, it's not top yeah. secret. I just can't talk about it yet contractually. Yeah, your face is going to be on like sci-fi shit, like, like the person that brought about the end when the AI started to take over. The Edwig Fennec bots just killing us all in our sleep. It's exactly what it is. But I mean, you're are... the wrong thing on the wrong show. I mean, the other thing, I oh. mean, people like, I mean, he's talked about on the podcast that I'm doing the XPW blues. The sunny bots all driving us, driving us down. Just <laughs> be like that South Park old person episode, just sunny bots driving the cars up our. <laughs> <laughs> up our steps into our bedrooms. Uh, there you go. Be nice for XPW alumni. <laughs> that is true. She is. Yeah, she is. Know, she's up there with New Jack. Well, New Jacks were justifiable homicides, so never mind. <laughs> yeah, justifiable. Uh, justifiable. <laughs> I guess they never pinned anything on Pogo for sure. But I'm going to say he's definitely got the biggest body count. They just <laughs> haven't found his crawl space yet. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. So we're here tonight to talk Dark Side of the Ring. We're also going to, we got a movie review tonight featuring a bunch of wrestlers in this one. So stay tuned after the Dark Side of the Ring talk for all of that. And... Yeah, we'll kick it right off. Why not? With Dark Side of the Ring breaking the cycle, the Graham Dynasty, uh, which of course focuses on the legendary Graham family uh, championship wrestling from Florida, which was a huge deal back in the day, really known for uh, really the genesis of hardcore wrestling in a lot of ways um you know the south in general but uh championship wrestling from florida was notorious for that and uh you know eddie graham of course and, and the family uh this was a launching pad for hulk hogan andre the giant uh many many big stars that at dusty Rhodes, of course i mean my god that came out of the Florida territory and uh, yeah. So Todd, do you have any history at all with championship wrestling from Florida? Obviously you didn't live there, but maybe you experienced it. Only stuff like was back from PWI and I think mm -hmm. I saw a couple tapes cause I think some of their matches hit compilations and yeah, Th those were the tapes you ran in when the Coliseum videos are out. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that some of that stuff was iconic during the, you know, my tape trading uh period because yeah, I mean people really do 
forget like the stuff you love ecw and everything i mean there's a lot of inspiration drawn from florida some of those main events were just absolutely insane they look like murder scenes um and and uh, yeah um it kind of runs down of course talking about uh uh eddie graham uh, at the beginning and getting the name from dr jerry graham and uh, uh of course rip rogers and uh jerry become the graham brothers and they become massive stars uh selling out madison square garden making six figures in the 1950s which of course uh you know back then was insane money uh they run down uh dr jerry graham's Six uh, fingers for a wrestling show day today that's on a major is a good fucking gate. <laughs> I, I was gonna say, yeah, that's that's huge even now. You're right. But, uh uh they talk a little bit about Dr. Jerry uh being an alcoholic and severely mental mentally ill. Uh there's an insane story about uh Dr. Jerry taking a shotgun into a hospital and taking a shot at a doctor uh when his his mother had passed and and literally like picking up her body and <laughs> out with it like shoving orderlies to the ground as he walked with like his his mother's dead body on his shoulder dude like we hear a lot about 80s 90s era wrestlers and how wild it was i'm going to say it might have been the 50s 60s 70s maybe even more wild i mean these guys (laughs) yeah well that's society in general it gets a little tamer each one because you you know you know like i'm talking shit about the current generation the generation before is talking about the softness of my it all goes back it's uh you know yeah yeah depends like that's also the generation that gave us buzz sawyer that is true. That is true. No, so I'm not putting them over. But, man. <laughs> uh, and, and, I mean, <laughs> Dr. Jerry Sorry. Graham <laughs> makes national news. And uh, Eddie just couldn't take it anymore. Uh, so he makes a hard decision to leave New York City for Tampa Bay in 1960. And over the next 25 plus years, he became the biggest star in Florida, buys the territory and just becomes a huge phenomenon in Florida. It's it's funny because I see a lot of and obviously, you know, I'm 37. I'm 37 too young for uh, to have experienced most of this yet live, obviously. Uh, but there's there's some uh, fans that I've seen on message boards, chats, whatever, uh, all over Twitter that didn't even know the Graham family, which is wild. Because I mean, when I was training, like even if you weren't around for them, you tried to know who these people were because I, I mean, again, the Graham family—that's just. I get it, but you have to get how long ago because that was 20 years ago you're talking about. You know what I mean? So you add that on top of then. I'm not surprised. It doesn't surprise me. 
Let's see, but either way, so at that point it was like 40 years now. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, you think the Bucks are studying tape of them? Come on. You think Zach Saber Jr. is looking to give it a shit what they did? I, I get like some of the I, I, they may be students of the game, so I don't want to ah fuck them anyway. Yeah, I was gonna say, can you imagine like the Grams fighting the Bucks? What can I shoot? <laughs> I don't know why I just had that image. <laughs> if he throws any of them stupid super kicks at you, I want you to bloody him up, Kevin. <laughs> Oh man, um, yeah, no, it, it it's it's just it just boggles my mind that people don't know their history at all. Uh, but I get it, you know. Enough time passes, you just don't have those same kind of feelings for those names. But well, well maybe yeah. maybe we'll get him a a, a Buzzfeed cram article. <laughs> See, that's even dated. Buzzfeed's like been dead for like ten years too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh but anyways so they they kind of talk a little bit about his run as uh president of the nwa which he held that post twice uh there's some really cool old school footage of just you know different different workers at that time at at meetings and uh, whatnot. They talk about how successful Eddie was outside of wrestling. I mean, he was a huge name just in Florida in general. And it, it's a good, good overview of who he was. Uh, the old Gordon Soley footage, too. That was, that's always great to see. Another name that people probably should remember more. Uh, I think people might know him. Like I think his name's got a little bit more. I, I don't know for some reason the Grams, mm-hmm. you don't. But I still hear solely. But that's probably also because you know WWE. Yeah, you see them on a lot more tape. Unfortunately, you know less of the Grams. Um, well, although general. he used to be all over WWE twenty four seven, I didn't even realize. Well, the the younger Graham. Well, we'll we'll get to him in a minute. But yeah, I didn't realize he had passed. Or I like. I thought he was just on like dinner for three, but that was the old network show. The, the oh, you know the one I'm talking where the, mm-hmm. the that there was the one on the uh, the, the le- legends. I think it was. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, I know he used to pop up on that. Yeah, Mike Graham was always on uh, on legends, and uh, that was still kind of the DVD era. Uh, he's only no, really. Was- that that was straight up the first online service. That was WWE twenty four seven. Yeah, oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I wasn't word. into it at that point. I got the DVDs. <laughs> well, I mean, the DVDs came out later. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I almost forget. I almost forget about that. But uh, yeah, Mike Graham was. Um, and truthfully, I mean, this story is just about as sad as the Von Erics. But a lot of this happened recently. I mean, I think it's only been about ten years for Mike Graham and his yeah, kid. and yeah, and that's uh, and I didn't even realize that. So that was sometime after that because I'm still funny mm-hmm. thinking he's popping up in, in docs. But I guess it's been a decade. Nah, it, it it has. And Mike Graham was a really good worker. He just didn't have that big personality to to be a star. Uh, there were a lot of guys. Really, when you look like just right before the national expansion, that 
you know, it's like, man, they could have been big, but then it, as you get a little bit older and understand wrestling more, you kind of see like, no, uh, Mike Graham wasn't going to go to WWE and be anything other than some lame occupational gimmick on the the opening uh, card. Maybe get lucky, get put into a good tag team. I don't know, but uh, but yeah, this one was a bummer, and I knew it would be to a degree, but. There were some things that I forgot about, too. I knew Mike Graham uh, was dead, but then I was looking at the years, and I was like, oh, wow, okay, that's – yeah, that hasn't really been that long. Uh, I didn't even it, realize he had passed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's wild. And, I mean, as sad as it is, it it was nice to see that the daughter, hopefully, I mean, break breaking the cycle. It's all in the title. Uh, I think she's – Seems pretty stable and happy, uh, which is nice. Um, the The pressure Mike Graham had to be under, though, too. Like, I mean, it, WW, WWF is on the rise. The writing's on the wall at that point. And, you know, he really only had two years that he was able to keep it alive at that point. I do remember the fabulous Freebirds angle where they were like shit talking uh his dad who had uh shot himself at that point and that was well, like uh, wild. how fresh was that well it would have been within a couple years okay i believe i was just curious yeah it, it would have been because mike graham's run with the territory as far as you know running it was i believe somewhere around two years so I mean, at, at that point, the crowd shrunk. Debt was increasing. I mean, it was the writing was on the wall. Where where, was, where are you with that? Using that as an angle, I, I think I know the answer, but I'm going to ask you. As far as like using somebody's death as an angle, um, uh, and shout out Winter, thanks for being here. It's good to see you and everybody else that popped over from S'mores and Doors. Shout out to. Uh, Christian and Steak, awesome show tonight. Um, I mean, here's the thing. Some people would want it. And you know, now it, there's times it makes you cringe. Certainly. I was asking you. I know so, that's... I'm all like, for, if I were, you know, if I had continued and went, you know, deep into the wrestling business, I think I'd be like, yeah, that'd be... Might as well, you know, keep my name out there, do something funny with it. You know, you can have a a hat like a ladder hat match. Like you get. Oh, you know, hat. it's gonna be bad if I'm in charge of any of that. <laughs> you do remember at our at our friend Jason's memorial show, we did do armed something. robbery. Yes. yes, we did do something where Clark came out, gave us all chili dogs, and asked which one of us was next. <laughs> Ooh. It was a good. Yeah. good We're very happy. I remember when I, I I had just gotten to know Jason. That dude's one of the funniest motherfuckers to ever walk the earth. That dude was hilarious. I'd only just kind of gotten on, you know, messaging terms with him after going out there. But man, that guy was funny. And yeah, I, I think he was looking down and smiling. Uh, wasn't it Gino 
that made some comment like no it was actually clark but because gino sent in a video oh okay i thought i thought i remembered something about him doing a little heel no but in the in the in the there they they had a little thing they used to do so Uh, okay yeah i'm for it now i mean there's like like obviously a little different but vince when he had Melanie Pillman on, that might be. Okay. That's not those. using Brian in an angle. That's different. It's not an angle, but it's definitely using a deaf for like propaganda purposes. Yes. I, even when I was like, you know, still a kid at that point, I remember watching that on the TV and just feeling dirty. Like, just <laughs> like, man, what are we doing here? This is just. That's how you know it's Awkward. good. When you feel dirty watching. <laughs> but no, yeah, that that see, I, that's not what I'm talking about. That's using a death. Well, that's like da- fucking. That's like Danny D'Amato fucking. Always wearing that SPO shirt now. Mm. The the ref who passed recently just to get himself some facey. Sorry, I'm gonna call it like I see it. <laughs> you know, like one that I thought was funny. Uh, not funny, but. After Dusty had passed, I know Cody was like very adamant, like not using it in the storyline. But I did, I do notice like more references to it right now. It hasn't gone like to the point of. I'm like, gonna go with Cody is smart enough to save that shit. Like, because yeah. I, I totally believe Cody knows his father would want him to do it. He that yeah. I that's think what, Cody's smart enough to know that that's a money angle that you yeah. don't want to fucking burn through like a in year, AEW. you know. So it, it's, I think we'll eventually get that, but. I pitched it. I always fantasy book in our different private groups. Roman Reigns hooks some chains up to the Dusty Rhodes statue at the Performance Center and yanks it out. <laughs> That'd be funny. Yanks it out. I mean, just to play off of the boss man big show thing with the casket. Yes, I, but I, my God, the fucking heat. And you know how I would do it? Just a random NXT episode, just whatever, just match in the ring. And everybody likes funny. everybody's coming out like doing this. And then you see like Roman, like just he's got the fucking thing like hooked up and he just <laughs> boom pulls it right out of the ground. Right when they walk out, he just super mid punches it off the foundation. <laughs> They'll get a pyrotechnics guy or something. I don't know. That is my pitch. I'd go for it because I look, I didn't know Dusty Rhodes personally, but I obviously I think he would be like, Yeah, fucking do it. That would be great. Um every worker I've always met that yeah, get eat. Because yeah. they still want to get over one last time. Yeah, yeah. Get heat one last time. It's better than getting over in death. The <laughs> there's other things they've used, like oh man, remember when uh when uh Hawk climbed to the top of the Titan Tron <laughs> all fucked up, and I was like, ooh. Shit. Or when like Jerry Lawler was pouring the booze down Jake Roberts' throat, like hold <laughs> <laughs> uh, Well, we got a question from Big T, but do we well, we what else we got about the grams before we? Uh, well, I see your we question. Take, just holding we'll off. take a question and okay. get back to it. Why not? All right, there we go. Question: We've seen a lot of amazing stories be told on this series with the Von Eric movie uh, on its way. 
What story from Dark Side of the Ring would you like to see get the cinematic treatment? Besides XPW's original run, I'll just take that off the table now. Ooh. That's what I that would be, but see, that's for us, that's gonna be our number one pick. So would I'm gonna say, not, but here's the thing with XPW, you get a lot of different things. So you have <laughs> the legal side of it. That we do. You have all the crazy shit that just happened. Like you could make it and look, obviously we're XPW marks. But you could make a great XPW movie. Well, I don't think anybody would look at that story and not be like, yeah. But see, at this point, then it's just the Rob Black movie. Because if we're doing the case and that too, I mean, it really has to focus on him to get all the good stories you're talking about. Well, I mean, it would be the wrestling story. It would be the extreme associate story. I mean, yes. So yeah. So it's the Rob Black. It's not an XPW. Rob movie. Black would have to be the feat, but Rob Black is XPW. Oh, well, have I to mean, be featured, but I feel there's other angles, like just the people around it. I think know? I'm going to be good with like a young rock version of XPW on TV. <laughs> just oh, this no, week, no. New Jack's throwing off fucking. New <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, um, <laughs> Plane Ride from Hell would be fucking entertaining as hell, dude. That is a straight fucking. Yeah, comedy. but you. I don't think you could do that as like a movie. Have you never seen Airplane or Soul Plane where they're stuck in a plane for 90 minutes? Well, yeah, you'd have to Yeah. I it'd have to be it'd it. have to be a, like a comedy. No one's it's it's cocaine bear. Who is Ric Flair in that one? Like just helicoptering his dick down the aisle. Who <sighs> play Flair's a hard one to guess. Because it's not, I don't think there's anybody that will nail it. Yeah. Because you either got to go for the look or the, uh, yeah, it's hard one. It, it's, but yeah. you know what? I never thought they'd cast someone to, to get easy E right. And I was happy with that. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That XPW would be my pick. And I don't just say that as a mark. I just think there's a lot there to fit into a movie. Yeah, which is why I'm trying to get a secondary pick because that's an easy, of course, that's my pick. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, even if you're not an XPW fan, when you look at, like, that dark side of the ring left out a lot. There's a lot of stuff that they never got They focused on one thing, and they always do, basically. Um, (laughs) um, I forgot what I was going to say. (laughs) <laughs> yeah i mean uh, marty janetti we haven't seen it yet but i feel like marty janetti that's a movie that's Ooh. an 80s style sex comedy with all the shit you can't get away with now. <laughs> <laughs> you just have marty janetti iron chic a young sean michaels and it's just <laughs> just going around trying to get in different I, people's panties okay <laughs> i know most of you aren't gonna get this so but I just want to see them do with you just use them and do a new version of losing it with Tom Cruise and Shelly Long where they go to Tijuana. There you go. <laughs> just, just cast them in it and say it. There you go. There you go. There you go. Uh, but well, the steroid trials. Yeah. You know, see, that one doesn't one. entertain me as much. I mean, that's a courtroom procedural. We can have that. Um <laughs> Big T says A24 presents Owen Hart, Fallen Hero. I know when that one's cutting to black. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's uh, that one that 
Oh my god, I just thought of the most hilarious video ever. I'm not gonna say what it is because I'm gonna make it post it. Yeah, I don't know that Owen Hart, you know, he was a family man. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like you have the death, but like I don't know that the lead up obviously <laughs> we're Owen Hart fans, but I'm not like seeing that as a Hollywood movie. Right. Coming soon from WWE films, they turn Martha into the villain. <laughs> <laughs> A story. She comes in and she's fucking with the harness and then runs off. <laughs> Who couldn't let go? Um, but he could. anyway. We'll get back to that nonsense. But yeah, just back to the Graham uh, thing. Um, yeah, like this is another case of just man with carnyism rampant in wrestling back then, probably more than even today, um, and. Uh, they they do go over the the super highs. I mean, Dusty Rhodes, his baby face turn that took the territory to a whole nother level. I mean, Dusty Rhodes is one of the biggest baby faces of all time, and of course, he carried that into uh, the Flair Horseman feud. I mean, that's some of the best best stories ever told in a wrestling ring. Dusty and Ric Flair. I mean, it, it's just it doesn't get any better in terms of storytelling. And they talk a little bit about some of Eddie's business dealings with uh, shady people, some of the, you know, love triangle stuff that he had going on. And uh, basically just being one of those guys that couldn't handle retirement. Uh, you see that a lot in, in wrestling. I mean, even guys that didn't hit half the fame that, that he did just struggle you just see it a lot a in retirement you, you see it a lot in, in old guys retirement just period you do you do and, and, yeah. and, and you don't know what to do with yourself and and it's even worse for a wrestler who's on the well like you know i'm talking you know at that level that's on the road you know 300 days a year that's a totally mm. different world oh yeah and it that story that I can't remember who told it uh, in the episode, but the story about them going to a restaurant in Florida and the waitress not knowing who he was, like, <laughs> that first realization that, like, yeah, I'm, my time is past, uh, I thought was really kind of sad. Um, but obviously he had his his demons the granddaughter telling that story about you know i for his birthday it's like i got 55 years and effectively telling her what he was gonna do um and yeah um and, and this all kind of coincides because i think he died in 85 of course vince's national expansion had started not too long before that and are you uh, saying Vince killed the Grams? Is that what you're saying? No, but I think that kind of he saw the writing on the wall. Yeah, you know, uh, he he really Vince did. Vince McMahon. So is that the clickbait title of this video? Dan said Vince McMahon killed the Grams. <laughs> there you go. That's the clickbait. <laughs> uh, the national expansion would be something I think. Because you could do it from so many different angles, just getting back to this movie stuff. I want uh, the, the lives that were affected and 
I, yeah, all I, I want, all I want, if we're gonna do, I'll, I'll take this one. I want the movie of them trying to organize the hit on Vince McMahon. That's only that as the movie, dude. <laughs> look, like, and one hundred percent that was talked about. Uh, oh no, one hundred percent. Yeah, I want to see the QT version where he just said, "Fuck it, we're killing him off." <laughs> I mean, I know, like, I think Vern Gagne. Of course, there's that infamous story where Vince flew out and like offered. Uh, they said he wanted to buy AWA, and they laughed at him. Uh, you know, and he just like flying away uh, on his jet and everything. And yeah, we all know what happened there. Uh, they, yeah, dude. Like we hear stories about it after the fact, but uh, it's it's so fascinating to this day to just hear stories particularly from the local the local territory guys at that time and some of the stories they have to say uh because i mean it, it it dies pretty quick like you know like national expansion starts it's done like you know the territories all die in a relatively short time span and, like two options at that point. <laughs> yeah, although there were others flirting with doing that. Fritz von Erich was flirting with uh, a national expansion too. So I would have killed them all quicker. I'm probably good at <laughs> um, There would have been there would have been a lot of extra von Erichs. I would have Stevie von Erich. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's what's the one fake one? I forget his name. Big Daddy Von Eric. No, 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 not that one. Mike Von Eric. Big Dick Von Eric. We would have gotten them all. <laughs> no, but what was there? What was the one Von Eric that was? I can't remember which one it was. There's the one that is the Von Eric. Oh, 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 yeah. The fuck. If anyone yeah, remembers, I, I yeah, it's like it, yeah. I can never remember yeah. that one's name. It's really bizarre to me because the Von Eric kids right now are free agents, and I don't think anybody's bitten yet. I mean, they're good. I mean, they're solid. Like the stuff I've seen in MLW, you would kind of think you might want to grab them with that movie coming out and probably going to be a big deal. I'm kind of surprised that they haven't been signed. Uh, Lance Von Eric's the one I'm thinking of. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. There was also, yeah, he was the one in WWE. And then there was also Ron. Oh, that's a new one. Lance Von Eric's the old one. Okay, yeah. Someone named themselves Waldo Von Eric, too. Okay, Waldo. You had Lacey Von Eric, by far the, the hottest Von Eric, <laughs> by far in TNA. Uh, but yeah, no, the legacy continues. I'm I'm like I said, it seems like a no-brainer. Oh, thank you, Winterspiel. I just saw Lance. Um <laughs> uh, but yeah. Another kind of sad thing, too, was Dusty Rhodes leaving Florida and taking half of the territory to Crockett. Uh, you could tell there was still some some anger there, uh, for sure, over that. Uh, I, I mean, really. <laughs> you, can't, you can't blame him. Uh, you know, it, it was what it was. Um, wow. And... Uh, and yeah, they they go over the Freebird angle, which, like I said, really good shit. At, at that point, just the the money and the crowds were just hemorrhaging. Um, and yeah, it was only about two years that that Mike had, uh, and then 
we kind of segue into the depression that he went through his own alcohol issues, DUIs under two different names and uh, all of this crazy (laughs) shit uh, with him. And uh, then his son dies and, uh, you know, we really kind of get into that familiar Von Eric type story because only two years after that, Mike Graham was gone. And, uh, you know, you, you mentioned it. He was all over some of that WWE Legends stuff. Uh, he was somebody that they used a lot uh, to talk about uh, just different biographies and, and whatnot. Yeah, I know, he's on, he, I know he's on the DVDs, too, not just the... Um, and you know what? Honestly, it could be one they keep using footage from too. So I may think he's still alive because of that. Because <laughs> a lot of times they'll, they'll go to the archival footage. Yeah, yeah, they use a lot of his his shoot interview stuff with I think Sean Oliver uh, in this, and uh, and yeah, it ends on a positive note. I mean, we we visit the old arena location. The granddaughter's doing well. Um, and, and yeah, yeah. Another sad episode. I think this definitely felt like dark side of the ring versus our last episode with Magnum TA, which I think we all agreed was kind of weak because it just wasn't a, a dark side of the ring episode. I mean, I'm glad Magnum TA's had a good life and, you know, is doing well, but it wasn't a dark side of the ring. This felt like a proper dark side of the ring. The fact that Mike Graham was in his kid's cowboy boots when he did it, too, like, that was rough. That was rough. Um, but, uh, you know, positive note, uh, daughter, well, daughter of Mike Graham uh, is doing very well, obviously, seems very happy. Uh, so that's the silver lining. I, I, I'll say this probably with a lot of these episodes, but you should go back and watch some of that old Florida stuff. Uh, it's it's good shit. It really is. Um, you know, go visit, revisit some of the territory stuff in its heyday. I don't know if it was you, Todd, but somebody recently said there's like Portland. The Portland territory is on Tubi <laughs> of all things. Somebody said that. Yeah, I don't remember if I told you or not, but I did hear that too. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Tubi's getting like all kinds of stuff. So, uh, yeah, go back and watch some of that. Hopefully, some of that they get stuff. some more. Yeah, yeah, I, I certainly hope they do. They have Lucha uh, Underground. Lucha Underground. Yeah. I bet they have like some short-lived stuff like XWF too. I don't know. Oh. I haven't. I haven't. I haven't yeah. watched. Yeah, yeah. I, I haven't really dived in to see what kind of wrestling is on Tubi, but that's that is that is cool. Yeah. Um I see like Von Eric's going to NWA. It would make sense, but I, I think probably like they're out of MLW, they're looking for an upgrade. Like NWA is not really an upgrade, so it's downgrade, uh, isn't it? I guess that depends how you look at it now. I mean, lateral move then at best. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think the MLW product is a little more is better than NWA. Uh, I very rarely watch either, but I every once in a while I'll try and like watch a little bit of stuff just to kind of keep up with everything. NWA had that 
that moment where <laughs> it was the hot new thing. Well, not new thing, but the hot new old thing. Uh, and when Cornette left, man, it was just done. I stopped. I I didn't even give it second thought. I I was wa- I was watching yeah. it. That tells you something. What did, what did he make it till episode eight? Kind of glad he left because I probably would have gave up on it. He was there a few months, wasn't he? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Episode yeah. eight. That's about four weeks, eight weeks. Yeah, something like that. Maybe a little longer. I don't know, but but yeah, I mean, everybody was talking about NWA. It, it felt like NWA had eclipsed uh, Impact there for a little bit. Uh, although it had they more don't buzz have a TV than it deal. Really had more yeah. buzz for sure. It did. I'll I'll go back and watch things here or there with NWA, like Trevor Murdoch getting the belt. I mean, that was cool, but I just don't have the time to keep up with it. And uh, I understand why Tyrus is being pushed as their big guy. I mean, he gets that belt all over cable TV. I understand why, but not the most compelling reason <laughs> to watch TV. Uh, you know, more wrestling TV every week. Again, totally understand it, though. Everybody that complains about that, I'm like, okay, look, who else Who else is taking that belt on Fox and having millions of people see it? Yeah. It is what it is. I mean, there's an argument to be made for it. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. So do they have a MAGA faction too? <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, when we get that run in, tell me. Then I'll, I'll pay attention. I'm telling you, XPW genocide taking on the NWA. It's <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> uh, come a long way. It could even be like some crossover. Maybe Tyrus comes in and joins the Mega Maga faction, and like, there you go. <laughs> you can't you can't beg for Drake every show now. No, that is true. That is true. He's no Drake. He's not going to give you the kind of match that Drake can. But <laughs> speaking of XPW, we should say we'll have a XPW preview show later this week. Yes, yes, we will have another SCS previewing that for you guys. Um, but uh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And shout out to anybody we missed in the chat. Uh, Todd, did you get a chance to watch Collision? Because that was like okay. I watched the segment one with CM Punk talking, and then I watched the dinosaur wrestle, and then I got bored, and went back to work. It it was. There's and then I asked on. you guys if I should watch it <laughs> soon. Yeah, and I understand, like, again, I always come back, like, not every show can be about some big debut. It was a solid wrestling show. I don't think I missed anything, to be honest. I mean, watch Punk's promo at the beginning, watch the main, and you're good. That's about what I was going to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean... It, it, it wasn't the type of show that, like, I left thinking I must tune in next week. Well, that's me every week when I watch yeah. wrestling, <laughs> other than yeah. SBW. Should be getting a new episode soon, so hopefully yeah, we we'll have be. a review. I think we're supposed to have two episodes of XPW TV before the event, I think. So yes. we should probably get one maybe tonight. Who knows? Yeah, watch our last show where we 
fantasy book or Friday night hangout show where we fantasy book XPW superstar burgers. Uh, <laughs> and, and if you guys want to try Kruger, you just got to let us know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know about that one. It pays to listen live. <laughs> well, his, his, his burger is still there. Was I supposed to cut that? <laughs> no, no, no. I was just saying like that. All the episode, other stuff I cut. Yeah. <laughs> the hangout shows you might want to listen live because if you don't, you're going to be getting the edited version. Dan's, uh, Dan's grabbing. Uh, yeah, I can still throw it up on the, the other gimmick. The Patreon. Yes. Patreon.com slash Fleshwind Features. Oh, Forbidden uh, Door next weekend. Well, we will be covering XPW. <laughs> what is what day is it on? If it's is it Sunday, maybe we'll well we'll, we'll see. Eh, I don't care. <laughs> it'll it'll be a good wrestling show if uh, CM Punk and uh, Kenta is happening. That will be interesting. But yeah, <laughs> you want to see Punk's first injury back live? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. I think if he goes down anytime soon with another like long-term injury, he just you're getting to a point where you need to just call it, you know, bring him in for uh, close him out with maybe one last angle against you know the Bucks. Can he just capitalize on what people want to see and just that's, that's the it. thing. I do not care unless those fucking children can grow up and do a fucking angle and make some fucking money like a wrestler's supposed to do. These stupid fucking children. I don't get I, it. I agree at this point. See, the thing about the Bucks, though, too, and I don't have the same hate for them that you do, but I don't, I'm not a fan either. Everything just always feels goofy with them. Like, I never feel invested in the story. You know, I'm like, okay, you're you're lighting sparklers in your fucking boot. Like, guys, come on. Like, this is supposed to be a blood feud. Like, it just always feels goofy with them. Now, Kenny Omega, I think, is a great wrestler. But I still, a lot of times, get those goofy vibes from him, too. I'm like, I should really be feeling like you want to kill each other right now. And I'm not. There's just too much goofiness with it and i like comedy and wrestling but it's like okay you got your top guys you're not right. in the comedy spot you're not val venus <laughs> yeah well you should be val venus but you're not <laughs> that's about the level i put them all at yeah yeah they're Thank your you, val venus is fluffers <laughs> is where you're at <laughs> yeah. uh yeah that that's just like that's just my thing uh i mean the toughness <sighs> is gone that's been my thing why I watch XPW. I feel like someone's gonna fucking kick someone's ass. I have never in my life seen a Young Bucks match where I'm like, it's gonna be a brawl. I checked out the moment they fucking played Elton John to open a motherfucking wrestling show. Who the fuck does that? Like, how fucking <laughs> you know what makes me want to beat some fucking ass? Elton <laughs> motherfucking John. I mean, maybe, maybe something else to an ass, but it's not beating it. So, it's can you imagine just like he just Austin's glass breaks and then it just launches into Rocket Man? <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> like, I bitch about WWE's stupid fucking modern music they use. At least they went and did Back in Black with, you know, SmackDown or not Back in Black, uh, ACDC. I mean, but you still get a feeling in WWE, like, like Cody Roman. 
I got the feeling that there was like an ass that was about to get kicked. Right. They're bad. They're a lot better with that. I mean, yeah, you have certain guys that aren't good at it. Um, and you know, look, truth be told, AEW had <laughs> MJF and CM Punk. Saturday nights, all right for fighting. <laughs> but now I I do want to be fair. CM Punk, MJF, that's the best TV that AEW's ever done. I genuinely believed that we were going to get a war, and we did. Well, you got uh, two so, of the best talkers, and yeah. both of them are – they're not goofy about what they do. No, no. I mean, MJF has done some goofy shit, the musical shit and everything. But, but, but yeah, he's, a, he's a great heel. You want to see him get the shit kicked out of him, and that 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 worked with CM Punk, I thought. Saturday um, for fighting. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I think I – think, <sighs> CM Punk has hit his peak now. I don't think he's ever going to get back to where he was when he first went to AEW. It, it's just not, you know, well, that he's was popular. Peak, but but yeah. Yeah, I just... The I only, the only yeah. thing that'll bring it back is if they fucking grow up and have the feud that they did. The only one that matters in that company. Everything else, I don't give a shit about. I want to see them fucking go at it. That's what you're supposed to do in wrestling. I, I believe they will. I, they better. I mean, you know, he was dropping the... And the this is when I say everyone needs to watch episode one of Tales from the Territory. <laughs> yeah. Because they know. Yeah, I don't, it doesn't fucking matter. Make them Yeah. Live. I mean, like, CM Punk has <sighs> been your story in AEW for the last year, and he hasn't even been around. Yes, you need to fucking cap that off. You brought him back. You need to cap that off. And Samoa look, Joe's cool. I, you know what? But yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm excited to see those matches. But mm. is that something Phil can take in 2023? <laughs> I was gonna say, like, I think he can have a good match with Samoa Joe. It's it's not gonna be that same kind of match and look CM Punk can still hold and neither of them neither neither of them should be having that one this old I, I will tell you AEW is done right by Samoa Joe overall like WWE yeah, <laughs> he, he's been booked pretty well uh oddly enough and he then yeah. Tony must have been a fan because you look at fucking Christian that motherfucker. And Tony said how much of a fan he was, and look at him—he fucking yeah, pretty goddamn good. <laughs> oh, Christian's great. I mean, that's another issue. It's like you're you're the most of your top guys really are not homegrown. Uh, and I'm sorry, like I, I look, I like some of your homegrown talent. I mean, obviously MJF. If you're not counting. The previous stuff i don't know if you count him as homegrown or not but uh you know darby allen eh. <sighs> you know like i don't get i mean i i get it to a degree he's your jeff hardy i suppose but uh i don't know like there's a lot of guys think. that should be bigger stars ricky starks should be bigger wardlow uh, who i know they're still using how does Wardlow not go to WWE? I just don't care about him. I think that's the problem. You know how he does, and they already got Braun Breaker. They don't give a shit about him. <laughs> He's got charisma. He's somebody that I think would do very well. I'll tell you, like, I'm not 
as sold on Braun Breaker as everybody is. I don't give a shit about him either, but... <laughs> I mean, I think he has the building blocks, but people are, like, comparing him to, like, Scott Steiner. I'm like, I have not seen anything to indicate that he has that level. But you know what he does have? The I believe he's going to go kick someone's ass, and that goes a long way. It, yeah, I, I will, yeah. Come on, we used to have, like, fucking Breezango and bullshit like that. I mean... I've said it before. Like, I feel if it came down to it and I ran into the Young Bucks in a dark alley, I'm thinking, like, my chances are strong that I'm going to beat the shit out of both of them. Braun Breaker? No. I'm taking an ass beating there. So, I get it. Big T. Uh, Big T. Go back and watch his match with Luchasaurus when Wardlow was making his way down to the ring. He was pouting. <laughs> I gotta go watch that. <laughs> really? Uh, MJF fucked him, man. He had momentum out the ass, and that MJF stuff just cooled him off something fierce. Um, Yeah, I wish I could be a little bit more positive about AEW, and I have been at certain points, but uh, it's just kind of stagnant for me right now. I'll see a really good match once in a while, but like that's it. Like I just I don't have that. And see, and I can't live off just a good match. I need a story, and they didn't. They're not grabbing me. I try. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. It is what it is. And forbidden forbidden door is mostly just great matches. See, and I can't watch just matches for matches. I don't watch. And he, yeah, like I know that's like IW, ICW, that's all that shit is. It's fucking, I, oh wait, they got the Kirk's bullshit. Mm-hmm. And H, like all the other, yeah. I get that's it. Why that's why I, I have a hard time watching wrestling now. Very few portray an ass beater. And I don't want to watch like a, alleged wife beaters beating up women. So call me a weirdo. Fuck it. <laughs> Yeah, no, it, it's it's tough. Uh, I will look. We will we will see. I, I think Punk's always interesting, but we got to see if he can stay healthy. And yeah, if they don't pay off all that shit. Here's here, my one problem is like I, I kind of like to watch wrestling live or at least live the day of. If it like if I make it, if I watch Raw on a Monday, which I don't know the last time I did, I'll watch it. But once you hit Tuesday, it's like I stop caring. And that's the problem with this for me. It's on Saturday. I'm not going to want to watch fucking wrestling at home on a Saturday night. Look, I, Friday's bad enough, which I don't. I fucking watched one episode and gave up too. I try. I'll go back and like sort of skim and binge stuff. But like I haven't watched Rampage in a while. Collision. Like you said, Saturday, I got shit to do. I'm either podcasting, I'm with my family, maybe I'm going out, whatever. Like, it's it's just not – that's not going to work. Like, collision on a Saturday is not going to be a thing for very long. Uh, so, I don't, know. I don't know. Some of their crowd is indoorsy. <laughs> well, most, most people are indoorsy now, but still, Saturday night's still Saturday night. Uh and it's right for fighting, apparently. All right for fighting. <laughs> so fucking stupid. It really did. And I'm a little bit, you know, behind on certain things, but I'm looking at this and it's just like, I will say Collision was a little less spotty in general. Like it, it and you had, of course, Miro, uh, Andrade, 
who've all had issues. Although Andrade, I think, is definitely going to be out of there next year. But uh, it was a weird show. It, it did feel like it almost was created just to kind of appease the people that were miserable there. <laughs> uh, Big T, MJF is scheduled to face Hiroshi Tanahashi, but I have a feeling he's going to no-show and Punk's going to take his spot to further the storyline. Well, I'll tell you, like, the one thing that would actually be interesting is Punk Kenta because that has, like, real-life beef that goes back years now. Yep. And you know what? I think Punk and Kenta will do business because that's what grown-ups do. Of course. Of course. That's a huge match for both of them. Um, so, yeah, yeah, you, you do business. Um, I don't know. You know what would have been the most hilarious scenario before we move on? Is no. if, like, Tony Khan fired Punk. Like, he's like, all right, we're just going to have to let you go. And then, like, Kenny and the Bucks and Paige all go to WWE in 2024. <laughs> that would be pretty funny. <laughs> Where they bring back Punk and then they do the angle there. That Okay, you know what? I would fucking love. That would be, I would. <laughs> what up, G? <laughs> Let's do Rag McMahon back in the house. <laughs> oh, God, I wish that's fucking gangster shit. <laughs> Oh, man. Let's not forget, Cody was pretty close to uh, certain people. Uh, you know, he's got relationships. In fact, I think he and Wardlow were really tight. He and MJF were tight. Could be interesting. I'm kind of like at the point where I'm not really expecting MJF to jump because I think Tony's going to pay him enough that WWE just isn't going to. See, see, that match. interests me to see what WWE would do with him. Like, I want to see if he can get over like everyone expects him. He should being on the, you know, a real, sorry. Uh, I, in the I, WWE. There we go. I think he would get some of his creative freedom, which I know they'd have to give him to a certain degree. Uh, I think he would get over. I, I think he would. It's just a question too. Like, you know, you, you can't act the way you were acting in AEW at times, like there's certain things that you won't be able to do. Um, yeah, they're not going to put up yeah. with that bullshit. No, but like if he can kind of like just be. They'll, they'll bring JBL back in just to <laughs> tell it. <laughs> now, you know what? They kind of wasted JBL in his last run with Corbin. JBL being like a corner man for MJF, I think would be really fun. Especially if you let him be like old school JBL, <laughs> just like let him just be like. To be that. fair, he'd want to stick a hot dog in MJF's ass. So, <laughs> I mean, come on. So maybe it's a good idea. JBL's no longer around. Around. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Like, just like I could kind of actually see that being really fucking cool. I don't know if MJ if uh, JBL came off as too comedic in his last run to to make it work now but yeah i don't know uh i hope he does some of these guys i think kind of need to go to wwe to raise their star power a little bit um but we'll see all right gentlemen we have a movie review tonight that is stacked with professional wrestlers uh i should have, and that, I should have had the cover ready to go 
with Big Joe in the back. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So the movie is Thrust from director Victor Bonacore, and it is out from Culture Shock Releasing. I believe, and this follows two lesbian lovers, Aloe and Vera, living in a girl gang ruled dystopian society on a quest to kill uh, former lover Dirtbag Mike and wipe out all mankind. Uh, So, all right, so truth be told, just to throw it out there, I am actually friends with victor the director so i'm not gonna be rating this one so much but we'll talk about it uh he's a friend going back to the chiller days and uh shit i've known victor long time long long time actually <laughs> it goes back several years yeah. um so spooky Dick. well not starve spooky Dookie, but whatever <laughs> he was in spooky Dookie. That's Todd, todd's favorite movie from 2022 Spooky Dungeon. I loved it too. It wasn't like my number one of the year, like Todd, but I did love Spooky Dookie. Um, all right. You, and then you were wondering about my thoughts on tonight. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So, Thrust. Uh, number one, I guess pitching this, it's kind of. A feminist, lesbian, post-apocalyptic romance. If it were direct, if it came from trauma, is kind of like how I would essentially pitch this. Um, I and am gonna. Again, you didn't think I was gonna like it for some reason, the way you made it sound off air. I wasn't sure with this one because I know you're not an Aaron Brown, aka. Mr. I didn't even realize that, that was Misty Monday till the movie was done. Yeah, she's been she's been doing a. Uh, She's been popping up in a, a lot of stuff still. A lot of people think she's done, but she's we'll, been doing... We'll talk about her work. Wednesday. I, I'm working on a story over here. Oh, yeah. She's done a lot for Beelzebub, a uh, popular indie director. Um, yeah. And I should also say this is based on the story, Shit Fucked, a vile love story uh, by Hannah Neurotica. Uh, so... I was a big Seduction Cinema and Misty Mundy fan, so like I was pretty excited for this one. And of course, I know Victor. And uh, as I was saying, we get a lot of wrestling uh, cameos and and roles in here. Roni Jonah, who plays Misanthropic. Uh, we've got uh, Queen Amanada, who's one of the hot acts on the Indies and has done a lot of different stuff for AEW on Dark. Uh, we get Jessica Havoc of Impact fame, Ace Austin. Uh, there's there's wrestlers all over this thing. I thought for a moment I saw Mickey Knuckles. At one I was going to ask you that because I think that was Mickey Knuckles too. Yeah. I, thought, I was trying to watch her and confirm, but she yeah. didn't get any speaking dialogue. I didn't get a good shot of her ass. <laughs> You'd recognize the ass for sure. It's true. I mean, yes. <laughs> so the most iconic thumbtack ass in wrestling. Um, so uh, it needs so, to come back to California. Yes, yes. I want to see uh, Mickey live whenever I end up getting back there for XPW. Um, 
so I, again, I was a big seduction cinema, Misty Monday guy. I have a signed Playmate of the Apes po- cast poster with Misty on there on my bathroom door. On the I, inside, though, so you can see it when he's in there. <laughs> it is not on the inside. I don't believe you for a second, Dan. It is not on the inside, Todd. Mm-hmm. I don't want to, you know, you got the shower in there. That kind of destroys the poster. So yeah. your first one you lost because you kept it on the inside. <laughs> yes. I mean, I do have that screen in the shower that streams seduction cinema at all times. <sighs> but I do not have the poster in there. Uh, I will say this movie almost ruins Misty Monday for me in the sense that there's a, there's a story that uh, Dirtbag Mike who Todd kind of looks at as the hero of the film he wasn't. Uh, would would think his thing was fingering her while she took a shit. And <laughs> we do see Misty Mundy, spoiler alert, take a shit in the film. So like it does sort of like fuck with some of that uh those Lord of the G strings and Playmate of the Age. And you know, so, the one time they needed a wrestler for the part, they should have got Shotzi. Oh, Todd, do I get to go there? Damn. Oh. Did you miss the opportunity to buy the picture before she got signed? No, Todd. Like she okay, so she did a gross thing. She's I still like shots. What? Okay. Yeah. Gross thing once, but uh uh you're 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 disappointing your heritage, Dan. That's fucked up. But yes, uh he used to finger me while I shit. Uh with like uh <laughs> we also get Linnea Quigley in here who doesn't who plays Mother Nature. Uh I I, I know she and uh Victor are, are friends, I believe, and she's in a lot of stuff for him. Jimmy Screamer Claus uh was another uh not in this, but another guy that goes back to my chiller days. And I know he's in a lot of he did a lot of stuff with Linnea as well. Where the dead go to die, one of the trippiest extreme animated horror movies you could ever see uh unearthed put that out that is a bonkers fucking movie uh i like this one it's a little long i will say that i think the story probably could have been tightened up a little bit but i did have a lot of fun with it um and uh yeah yeah that's that's the only way i could kind of pitch it it's a little bit it's a little bit different. Like I said, again, there's some... I think the word that you, you need to use is it's subversive. It's definitely that type of... Subversive, for sure, yeah. It, and, it's... and if you like that, like, that, I am a fan of subvert, you know, of that. So, I'm, obviously, I love trauma. Um, it, it did. Now, as I was watching, I was like, all right, I think I'm going to get into this. definitely has a trauma feel. And then with the wrestling and, you know, which actually can make me annoyed at what I'm watching if I have to watch wrestling and something else. But yeah. um, it, it worked. I I had fun with this. It was uh, there. Yeah, definitely tightened up. It would have been perfect at ninety, but at two hours, it, it, it does kind of need to tighten up a little. I mean, for me, to me, it felt it mm. ran a little long. But it wasn't a bad time. I had fun the whole time. It just drug a little bit a few times, but when it's good, it's good. I think it's worth a watch. Fans of submissive inter- submissive. Submissive. Well, there is some submissive stuff. <laughs> Victor, Victor, of course, our hero. Yeah, no, Victor's not Dirtbag Mike. Victor. Oh is, yeah, yeah. Sorry. sorry Victor sorry. 
takes a load from Dirtbag Mike. But... <laughs> Dan's here. I'm sorry. I got mixed up. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it's it definitely something. Wait, I, no, that I'm work. almost shocked that it didn't come out from Troma because it, it just feels like a Troma movie uh, all the way. And they I thought the... Paid, probably. <laughs> I, yeah. I feel like... I love be... you, Troma, but we all know. <laughs> I feel like they could do some spinoffs. Like, I love the names of some of the girl gangs. The Ringworms gang. Uh, honestly, Jessica Havoc would be great in a bigger role, I think. Yeah. Uh, I, I can kind of see all sorts of fun stories they could tell in this world. And... Uh, yeah, if you're a fan of any of these workers, like I said, Queen Amanada, uh, she has a small but kind of crazy little part uh, in this one. And uh, as I said, the ending, there's there's some <laughs> scat-related stuff that like I was kind of like looking away <laughs> once or twice. Not my Misty, damn it. Not my Misty. Uh but I still love Misty, and I and I did enjoy this movie quite a bit. I have grown a quite a quite a bit of respect for Misty now. Sorry, Aaron, I don't like Misty Monday. I I do like Aaron Brown, and I know she's Aaron Brown, but like she's always Misty to me. She okay. <laughs> and I should also say, like, yeah, this is a this is a lot of skin in the movie too. Lots of uh, scat, lots of just uh, craziness. Yes, lots of uh, conditioner shots to the face and, uh, yeah, lots of debauchery. Uh, it kind of, yeah, and I would also throw John Waters in the mix, too. It kind of yeah. had that spirit of early John Waters stuff uh, to me. So yeah. check it out. It is one of the Vinegar Syndrome Partner labels. And uh, the slipcover is actually really cool if you're a slipcover aficionado. There's a lot going on there. And support a great indie filmmaker. Victor's awesome. And I'm sorry it took me so long to get to this one. We just we're always swamped here with movies. And we just uh, when we decided to do a movie review on a lot of the SCS episodes, and Todd was just like, "Okay, we can't do Rowdy Piper every time." Not every fucking week, Dan. I know, but there's never a bad time for Rowdy Piper. I, you know, what? it's funny because I even said, uh, you know what, fuck it, we can do Piper this week if you want to. But we <laughs> yeah, came up with okay. the rest. I was well, like, well, I really want to watch the rest, so it had a wrestler as an excuse. <laughs> there you go. So yes, um, check that out. I know what uh, I'm watching tonight. Speaking of trauma. Oh, what are you What's watching today? Tonight? What's today, Dan? It's the day you must watch the Astron 6 Classic Father's Day. Oh, Come fuck. On, okay. Man. I was trying to see where you were going with that. Well, I said trauma. That was the big tip-off. <laughs> well, we uh, Wednesday, I think we've got a lot of really good reviews for you guys because uh, I just got back from the blackening. I'm not going to say anything about it. Uh, I do have a theater experience, I which is fun. <laughs> it's, it's funny. Um and uh yeah we got we got a lot of good reviews what the water left behind scars uh we're gonna have a review for final uh, summer yeah uh, big big girl bogey boogie big girl yeah yeah we uh, got blackening. that oh brooklyn four five brooklyn four five yeah i think we said like 
it's all but one is a slasher. So you got a slasher theme coming at you Wednesday for our live show. Yeah. Almost all slashers. <laughs> and a bunch of other stuff on the way as well. Uh, and if we're going to try and do some more hangout shows, I know that was very popular on Friday. So always keep an eye out. You never know. It could be a last minute thing. Yeah, look, definitely not this weekend because, you know, we got to cover XBW. So. Yes, it's another arrest. You, you never know, though. We might go live from XBW, so keep your eye out on Saturday. Okay, we probably yeah, will. Go, okay, we're going to go live Saturday at some point, so we'll just plan on it. Okay, okay. Yeah, maybe some special guests. You never know. You never know. Maybe uh, we'll do it earlier so it's quieter. Maybe I can grab some people. Yeah, yeah. It's always been, I don't like to, yeah, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah, make something happen. Well, hey, Ooh, if you're man, I'm if you're an XPW guy and you watch our show, just stop by the table and come say hi. So there you and go. I just want to give a shout out to the new grandma, Ref Danielle. Yes, yes. <laughs> and Caesar, and then Grandpa Caesar. Why, why are you like waving your hand in Caesar? Like he doesn't matter. <laughs> Ed yeah. uh, Caesar, yeah. Well, he, he didn't do friend. anything. He doesn't get a congratulations. Well, yeah, but still, I mean, he's not like, going to watch this. And Caesar, and so Caesar. congratulations, like Haley. Con- congratulations, Haley and Bobby. They've birthed a second generation superstar. So, one hundred percent future XPW superstar. Um, yeah. 100%. To be fair. He's already been to XPW because <laughs> they were there selling merch last show. <laughs> there you go. In utero. <laughs> In utero. Um, um, and uh, let's go. Yeah. No more announcements, I don't think. No. So uh, be sure to check out Region Free Season 3 and comment the last video. And subscribe if you're not because Region Free is awesome. And we've got uh, some really cool topics coming up for you next month. Uh, so we'll read your comments, questions, whatever, on the last video. And uh, what else do we have going on? Uh, that's all I can think of right now. So tune in <laughs> next time. Good night, everyone. Good night. <laughs>